Welcome to Screw the Hierarchy, episode 135. This is your host, Deb Falzoy, and this week I'm talking about how the concept of quiet quitting that's trending on TikTok right now can help us cope in the short term with a toxic work environment. Are you ready to hear what I have to say? More after this. If you're a target of workplace abuse and want to break free of the grips of abusive power, you've found your place. I'm your host, Deb Falzoy, and the podcast begins now. Before I get started today, I want to talk about Patreon. I have a new Patreon account at patreon.com slash screw the hierarchy, and I have a really quick survey on there about what kind of rewards you'd like, everything from early access to episodes, to exclusive episodes, behind the scenes content. So I'm talking this week about this concept of quiet quitting that has been trending on TikTok and uh, so much so that the Wall Street Journal has written about it earlier this week on August 12th. This article by Lindsay Ellis and Angela Yang is titled, If your coworkers are quiet quitting, here's what that means. Some Gen Z professionals are saying no to hustle culture. Quote, I'm not going to go extra. So this is all about young professionals rejecting the idea of going above and beyond in their careers. It says they're labeling their lesser enthusiasm as a form of quitting. It says it isn't about getting off the company payroll. These employees say, in fact, the idea is to stay on it, but focus your time on the things you do outside of the office. Now, this when we talk about people who've been targeted um, at work with experiencing psychological abuse, I think this is a really great tactic. We talk a lot about detachment and we talk about focusing a lot on creating joy outside of your work and aligning your whole life according to your values. So when we're talking about this concept of creating more or any work-life balance, um, we're really talking about creating boundaries. And and there are some um, examples in here of people experiencing burnout, losing their hair. And, and when they when they gravitate towards this concept of quiet quitting, it can actually help them, um, you know, decide to not go the extra, to not experience all those um, health harms associated with burnout. So that's one idea with this, this concept of quiet quitting. Um, but this article also goes on to say that this is very closely associated with employee engagement. So it says across generations, U.S. employee engagement is falling, according to data from Gallup. But Gen Z and younger millennials born in 1989 and after reported the lowest engagement of all during the first quarter at 31 percent. It says Jim Harder, chief scientist for Gallup's workplace and well-being research, said workers' descriptions of quiet quitting align with a large group of survey respondents that he classifies as not engaged. Those who will show up to work and do the minimum required, but not much else. More than half of workers surveyed by Gallup who were born after 1989, 54% fall into this category. And it says one factor Gallup uses to measure engagement is whether people feel their work has purpose. Younger employees report that they don't feel that way, the data show. 
These are the people who are more likely to work passively and look out for themselves over their employers, Dr. Harder said. Um, So this is really this part of it, this end of the spectrum or this interpretation of quiet quitting really falls in line potentially with this idea of presenteeism, which is a consequence of a toxic work culture where um, along with things like turnover and absenteeism, presenteeism is a concept where people show up at work, but they're really not engaged. They're, they're present, but they're not, you know, they're, they're sort of doing the bare minimum they can to get by. Um, and we could look at this and say, well, maybe this is, you know, uh, just how this generation, you know, associated with, with work ethic. But what I see it as is, being very aware of the the consequences of a toxic work culture and setting a firm boundary that when we're not feeling like we're we're aligning with our purpose, we're not feeling valued, where we don't feel like we have job control and social support, as uh, Stanford professor Jeffrey Pfeffer says, are vital to a healthy workplace culture. When we don't have these these um, components of a healthy work culture, we aren't going to be engaged. This is a natural consequence of, of working in um, a toxic work environment where we're not feeling valued. We're not feeling like our, our work is part of a greater purpose. We're not necessarily even knowing what the vision and mission and goals of our organization or our department are. Um, and so I see this idea of quiet quitting as as uh, a consequence of toxic work cultures. And a lot of work cultures are toxic, or at least pockets of work cultures are toxic, as is um, talked about in a recent podcast with Brene Brown. Um, so... You know, people do talk in this article about some of it being not subscribing to this hustle culture mentality where work has to be the central focus of our lives. And that is a piece of it. But I would add to it, and some people are adding to it, that a toxic work culture can't be a central focus of our lives. We need to focus on on things that we can feel uplifted by outside of work and we can push back on this, you know, hustle culture where we're tethered to our phones and where we're working outside of working hours. We're answering emails on the weekends um, and we we need these boundaries in order to to feel you know, like we're we're tending to other aspects of our lives. If we look at that um There's a life wheel that you can can Google where there are about eight different or so factors that we need to tend to in our lives in order to feel healthy and fulfilled. Um, So, you know, this as targets of of workplace abuse tend to be high performers and then it can escalate when the, the when high performers speak up and can turn into mobbing. Um, we really want to lean in on the power of setting boundaries. And, you know, after years, this says after years of saying yes to everything in hopes of standing out, this particular 
um, person in their example says they've learned to say no more and reserve evenings for themselves and avoid checking email on vacation. And there's a quote from this person saying, I get my job done, my projects done, I'm performing well, and I get good feedback. And I'm able to still take time to just step away from everything. So I encourage you to check out this full article um, from August 12th in the Wall Street Journal and to think about what boundaries you can set around work and also what you can do to detach from a toxic work environment mentally and understand that you know we don't need to internalize these definitions that that um poor managers are putting on us when their egos and their uh, own personal agendas are are what they're driven by by you know power and control and when they're not treating us like humans and respecting that we should have work life balance or even respecting that we should be treated like human beings when we're at work um, this concept is really a pushback to this, you know, this widespread ep- epidemic of workplace bullying that happens. Thank you for listening to Screw the Hierarchy. If you feel like you need more help, I have a free guide to recovery steps at dignitytogether.org targets and a sign up for daily boosts through your inbox at the same place. All of the content in this podcast was created and edited by yours truly, Deb Falzoy, and the music you heard is from Kevin McLeod. All right, have a wonderful rest of your week and I will see you on the next episode. Bye.